Hey everybody, welcome. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost and this is the Paper Outpost podcast. Boy, that was a strong entrance, wasn't it? I hope I didn't blow your ears out. <laughs> I'm in the park today. I'm in the truck. I'm looking around and let me, what my new, I got new glasses. I'm so excited. There's so much more to the world that I had no idea was there. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if you ever get stuck and you don't know what to make, we're talking papers here, papery things. You're in junk journal world. You're not quite sure what to do next. You know you want to make something, but you really have no idea what direction to go in. Do you want to make a whole journal? Do you want to make a giant tome? Do you want to just make a simple embellishment? Do you want to um, just make some note cards? You know, maybe a little booklet, a little portfolio, a little, I don't know. We're just like sitting down and we, we've got itchy fingers, but we have no direction. We just have no um, uh purpose yet defined. And uh, I want to toss into the ring the concept of if you don't know what to make, just play. Just play with your papers and see what happens. Um, I encourage you just to pick up one, maybe two papers, and just look at them and have no preconceived destiny uh, to which you are headed. Just let them be in your hands. Let your hands explore them. Let your eyes pour over them. Let your imagination fold them. Let your um, hands turn them over. Look at all different sides. Look at all different angles. And don't worry about how many tools you have, what you have, what you don't have. Um, don't worry about anything about that. But just take a paper or two maybe a pretty little pattern paper, maybe a piece of book page, um, maybe a picture from a magazine, um, maybe just some printer paper. It could be anything. And just sit there and sit with it and give yourself the permission not to actually make anything concrete. But with the feeling in the background that no matter what happens, you're going to have some fun. And somehow... The little magic will start. I don't know where, I don't know when, I don't know what the tipping point is in your imaginative process, but sometimes unshackling ourselves from the have-tos and the shoulds and the need to create masterpieces all the time, um, we lose the joy in the simple. Have you ever cooked and you're putting your so many ingredients in that you lose the actual flavor. It becomes overwhelmed by too much um, intensity, too much drama. Um, And then somewhere along the line in life, you come across, I don't know, maybe you traveled to Italy or you made it down to the local little Italian market and you just find something very simple. Um, Maybe just a little piece of sausage and cheese and that's it. And it's wonderful. Um... Or a little olive oil and bread, and it's wonderful, and it's very simple, and it's almost like the lost art of simplicity. Simplicity can be so beautiful, and it um, carries within it so many riches, yet forgotten, or yet undiscovered, if one never knew of this. Um, I remember once I went to this seminar, and they didn't feed us for a long time, and then later in the day, they brought out these bags of carrots. And those carrots were the best things we had eaten ever because we were so hungry and they were so fabulous because we had this one carrot where normally left to our own devices, we'd have been, you know, ordering at the snack bar, this and that and this and that, nachos with whatever, you know, smothered, the whole thing. 
And um, sometimes um, there can be immense um, possibility and appreciation of the simple. And I encourage you to kind of look at that from the perspective of play. And if you mix play into the simple, you can come up with some pretty amazing things. And it's amazing how you don't really need a lot of stuff. You can have your brain relax, your imagination unwind. You can take the pressure off yourself if you have no destiny in mind for that piece of paper other than you're just going to goof around with it for a little bit. You're just going to play with it. Maybe you're going to draw on it or doodle on it. Um, You can't go wrong because it's not destined to be anything. So if you unleash yourself for a little while, um, I think odds are little sparks happen. And even if nothing happens, it's the perfect experience because for a little time, a little uh, sliver of your life, a little part of your day, you allowed yourself to relax with your papers. And um, sometimes that's, that's the biggest blessing of all with this glorious um, medium that we tend to play with, that so many of us play with all over the world. Um, I did a little bit of that yesterday. I uh, just grabbed a few scraps. Um, this is different from what I was doing in a video recently. I was punching and stickling and things like that with some scraps. But yesterday was literally just taking um, a book page and some plain printer paper. And I end up with a lot of pieces of plain printer paper because of the labels that I print. When I ship things for people, I end up with these cut, these uh, strips of uh, white paper. And uh, I had a lot of fun with that paper. I thought, you know, there's, a, there's often a compulsion to... I don't know, color the paper, dye the paper, print the paper, you know, somehow take away the whiteness of the paper. And I thought to myself, well, what if I stopped fighting that feeling? And I just played with the white paper strips to see what I could do with them. And one process I love to do is create paper, like whole papers from pieces of paper, kind of like the Franken page idea that Nick the the booksmith created. I think she sewed different scraps together to create papers and it was such a cool idea and it just got so many of us running down rabbit holes of creating papers from our scraps. You can make beautiful 8x10s or even bigger. You can create any size paper you want, which is often a, um, a request or a desire. If you have a larger book cover that you want to turn into a junk journal, you can actually create pages out of other scrap papers to fit those um, bigger books. Um, it's a little bit time consuming, it's, but it's a heck of a lot of fun. And you blow through your scraps and you have that awesome feeling at the end of the day that nothing went to waste because everything got incorporated into that new book. And there's a few ways to um, get your little scraps together that work nicely. Um, so yesterday, the journey I had, uh, pro- I, I should probably do it on a video to show you, but um, it's a simple concept. Basically, I had strips of white paper and I took my glue stick and I just um, used that to glue them together. There was no base. I didn't start with a base paper and then gluing it on that. I, I could have. That's that's another option. But I literally just glued the edges together. I put my glue stick on its side so the sharp edge was down and I ran it along the edge of the little paper strip and then I plopped the next piece of paper down and then I kept going and I staggered them a bit so there was a little bit of texture going on and that was kind of fun and um, then I thought okay so I have these little areas where two or three of the corners connect with these strips how can I how can I tack that down without too much 
uh, fuss fuss, you know what I mean? And, uh, I, you know, I could shove more, uh, glue stick under there, that type of thing. But I thought, you know, it's probably more fun. Plus I get to use up more of my stuff to layer something right on those intersections. And I thought, well, I've got stuff I can layer on here. I was just thinking what's in arm's reach. And I have this little drawer full, full of punched out, uh, shapes that, um, is so full. And I really need to knock that drawer down a bit. So I thought, let me use some of these punched out shapes and just put them on these intersections. And that was, um, a twofold um, uh, thing. It anchored down those little peel-up edges, plus it also gave some drama to the white background. So now all of a sudden had these little pops of color around this white page, which was kind of fun. And and then I thought, you know, I'm not I'm not the best, most accurate gluer of all times, along with my not the greatest sewing technique. But um, still, if I had areas that were lifting up, I thought, what's an easy way to get everything down at once? And with minimal fuss fuss, you know what I mean? And uh, so I, I, somebody had gifted me a napkin and it was a really pretty napkin. So I separated the three plies of uh, the napkin, keeping the one with the print on it. I used the tape trick. If you've never done that, it's just a piece of scotch tape on the back of a napkin. You stick it on, you pull it off, you can get one ply off, super easy that way. And you stick it on again and pull it in again. And if it's a three ply napkin, you will um, get the second ply off. And if it's not, you'll just have made a, a hole in your napkin <laughs> that you want to use. But but it's an easy way um, to get those napkins apart without driving yourself crazy using a microscope to try and um, sever those little, uh, separate those little uh, napkin plies apart. Uh, so then I took some Mod Podge and no, actually I took glue stick and I ran it all over my created new uh, page of strips and uh, then I layered the one ply napkin all over top and it had a lot of white in this napkin with some beautiful lavender here and there little lavender flowers so you could actually see through uh, the napkin now to get it to really see through I mod podged over top of the napkin if I wanted more of an opaque look where I wasn't too worried about what was underneath but maybe I just wanted the texture but not the see-through part of it I wouldn't have put the mod podge on the top but I did I layered the mod podge on top and that makes your napkin wet which makes it um, translucent you can see through it a little bit and then it also seals it on top and then I just trimmed it up to a nice shape that I thought I could use for something it had no no direction no purpose um, it was thick enough to be able to be used for uh, like the cover of a nice little booklet or a, a small journal that might go inside a big journal and next thing you know there I was down uh, going down a rabbit hole of um, uh, creating other little mini books and uh, notebooks for uh, junk journals and you know how that goes you're just gone <laughs> you're gone and you're having fun and next thing you know the family's going where's dinner I thought dinner was supposed to be at six and, and you're like in the middle of something you've got ink all over your fingers your face your clothes the pet um, and your head pops up and you're like oh oh my god there's a world outside of this I had no, I totally forgot I had immersed myself in this this wonderful fantasy land of papers and um colors and tearing and gluing and I was gone I was gone I was I felt like I was gone for days and it was a good thing it was time well spent you know check that box off I had a good time today and um, it's I think it's good and it's healthy to have those good times and whether it's uh, five minutes or whether it's five hours it's all good hey if it's going to be five hours I recommend getting up and stretching every once in a while so you don't get crafter's neck or crafter's back or crafter's butt 
um, uh, you know, just uh, move the circulation a little bit. Even if you don't move that much, just move every once in a while. Um, if you sit a lot in the same position, maybe get um, something where your feet are so that you can raise or lower your feet at, to different levels. Um, so you're not always sitting in the same position. It's not good for the old hips to sit in the same position. Um, oh, here's a squirrel. Hello, squirrel. And it's not good for your back. Um, and if you do sit in um, a craft area and you have to rotate your back to get stuff, that's probably good for your back. You know, that's good. Make sure you're rotating in good form. You know, make, make sure that you're, uh, you know, you keep your hips square and your back straight and you rotate and uh, don't fall off your chair. Um, words to the wise because it's happened to me and uh so yeah um the so we're kind of just trying a little nudge a little remembering that uh inserting a little bit of play without purpose um can sometimes lead you to purpose it can sometimes uh have your imagination be awoken to have it see new possibilities and new things uh, when you might not have that opportunity, if you go in, let's say you go see, a, you go watch a video and you say, okay, I'm going to go make, make this today. And then you go off and you start making that. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But some days you're sitting there and you got nothing. You know, you're just sitting there, you know, you want to do something, but you got nothing, nothing. It's like turnips or bats in the belfry, just rolling around in the old head and nothing is coming. Um, and, uh, maybe it's okay to have a day of nothing. You know, maybe it's okay to make a million things that don't turn out. Um, it's it's okay to make ugly things, too. It's okay to say, boy, that was something I'd never want to give anybody. <laughs> uh, it, it's perfectly fine. Um, one thing I want to share with you is that the hardest thing when you're an artist or when you're a crafter is judging for other people. Sometimes we, and, and how do we, how do we get away from that? We want to make things and we want to make things that we like and we, we think others will like, but we have no control over what others will like. And, um, sometimes you can make something and you think it's just dog, barn door, dirty, ugly, and somebody will come along and say, oh, I just love the color palette you use there. That's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, you got to be kidding. This? No, not that. And um, I've had a few uh, wake up reality check experiences with that uh, a long time ago. A long time ago. I think it was a teenager. I was making jewelry with beads to sell. And... Um, my boyfriend at the time decided to help me and he made a necklace and I thought his necklace was so ugly. <laughs> Maybe I'm the worst girlfriend in the world, but it was just so ugly. And uh, he used like coconut chips and pearls together and I thought that just didn't go and uh, um, it, it just was the weirdest thing. And um, coconut shell chips. And uh, uh, do you know that was the first... Um, necklace I sold at my little event. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. So what I learned from that was don't decide for your audience what they will like. They will let you know what they will like. And you'll know um, if you're selling yourself by yourself. They will show you and tell you. And so 
if you make things and you think you don't like them, now this is different than poor quality. If something is not put together well or not solid or something like that, yeah, you want to fix that and make it solid and secure. But if it's a, if it's a, I can't say design style with these plastic teeth. If it's a design style that you're not fond of, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. There may be some Sally Sue out there who may love it and it may go perfect in her country kitchen. And let's say you're not a country kitchen bumpkin at all, but she is and she absolutely loves the cow in the middle of that journal card, you know? So, um, I like cows by the way, so that would be, I would like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that, um, it's, it's, it's a very important thing to remember. Don't decide for your, your audience or for your people or for your recipients, what they will like. We, we absolutely have no control over that. And you will be surprised. You will be surprised at what people like or what they purchase or what they, uh, they find joy out of that you never expected or thought of or anything like that. So when you come back down to just sitting down and playing with your papers, um, and you don't know what to do and you don't know what to make, it really is okay to make anything, or it really is okay to explore with those mediums or those colors or that fabric because you never work with fabric because we're paper people and we don't work with fabric. Um, you know, if you, if you feel that fabric is not part of what you're doing, you know, maybe have it, have a go with it. Give it a try. Um, well, you've got to lose a little piece of fabric for goodness sake. And, um, uh, just have some fun. Oh, 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 I have to tell you. So I was in a thrift store today. Yes, yes, I was. And, um, buying more things I don't need, but it was so much fun and therapeutic. And I just had a grand old time. And, um, uh, I was checking out and there was this guy behind me and he, uh, nice elderly gentleman, and he had a pile of stuff, looking bookish-like, papers-like in there, but he also had a bunch of kitchenware. And uh, so I was checking my books out, and he goes, uh, are you a crafter? And I said, yes. And he goes, what do you make? And, and, he, and before I could say anything, he said, junk journals, right? And I'm like, yeah. I said, how do you know? I, because first of all, I would, you know, you don't expect a, a, a fella to, to know what a junk journal is. And... Uh, uh, he, um, he goes, cause I make junk journals and I'm like, you do. I said, I'm, first of all, I'm so amazed you even know what a junk journal is. And I think that's so cool that you make them. And he launched right into how he makes them and the stitches that he uses. And, um, it was just a grand old time, a grand old experience. He had no idea who I was. I had no idea who he was. He could have been somebody on YouTube as well. Um, but he was explaining to me how he, he loved the precision of it and he loved the, um, um, the exactness of the punching of the holes and this and that and the sewing techniques and all the different kind of stuff. So we obviously had very different style types, uh, but then we had some uh, laughs and uh, camaraderie around the, um, like we both hated measuring and we both hated um, using templates uh, to punch holes and things like that. Cause he goes, oh, it's so much faster when I just go and I do it. Cause I know exactly where to do it at this point. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of get that because once you've done a million of them, you kind of know where to punch the hole. And even if it's not in the exact spot, it's still going to be okay. Um, so that was a lot of fun meeting a fellow person who knew what a junk journal was, who spotted somebody who was possibly another junk journaler and reached across the aisle and said, hey, hi, how are you? You know, fellow paper lover. I totally get it. And uh, he said he had a hard, he has a hard time um, 
um, tearing up books. And, you know, I was telling him he saw one of those machinist books in my, um, in my cart. And, uh, I was explaining to him, yeah, I used to, I used to feel that way too. Now he may have more of a bond to machinist books than I do, but to me, I love those very thin, light, wafery, papery pages. Um, and, uh, they're so cool. There's so many formulas and little diagrams and things like that on there. They're, they're awesome. And, uh, he's like, oh, I could never cut one of those up. And I'm like, oh, it's no big deal here. Chop, chop, chop. And, uh, so I told him, of course, I feel like I'm freeing the pages, you know, giving somebody a chance to see a page in a, from a machinist book that they may not ever come across in their life and it might open up a whole new world for them. And uh, so we laughed and uh, so that was it, but it was just fun. So we are out there. We are legion. We are having fun. Some days we're making a lot of stuff and other days we are just like looking off into space, uh, playing with the lint on our desk. And that's just a darn good day too. So I just want to say a big hi and ho to all of you out there. I hope you're having fun. You're creating with reckless abandon. Sonny is back home with Papa. So, um, He's not here with me today, but he's hanging out in Papa's office. And um, all is well. So happy crafting, everybody. Make sure you sign up for my free monthly emailed newsletter if you haven't signed up for that. Why? Because you get a free digital image emailed to you every month. A note from the bookmaker, which explains what a junk journal is and how to use it. I put that in uh, Word and PDF so you can change it any way you like or use it as is with my blessing. You also get a supply list for junk journalers and also the page uh, ideas list. Um, So lots of fun things for you to check out in that and there'll be more little ditties coming to that newsletter as we go Uh, i've got a few extra ideas i want to add to that newsletter which might be fun Um, so take care everyone happy crafting until next time bye bye